This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. Welcome to Sew and Tell, where sewists from fashion theater and indie sewing bring their different perspectives to the hottest topics in the sewing community. I'm Meg Healy. I'm Amanda Carestio. And I'm Kate Seinard. Today on the podcast, we're talking about hand sewing with very special guest, Alexis Bailey of Fiber and Cloth Studios. Welcome, Alexis. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> we're so glad to have you on. Yes. This- Good to be here. Thank you. Then we'll share our sojo and read listener comments. But before we get started, how is everybody doing today? Doing all right. Wish I had more time to sew today. I'm like in the mood to sew. Maybe it's it's probably from watching Meg make hot pink leggings on camera live. Got me got me inspired to sew. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know why I. I picked this. I always pick days to do my lives. It's I had 15 minutes before this recording, so I was like sewing hot pink pants live and then <laughs> jumping no on. No pressure. Here. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but it's it's fun. I'm having some plant envy, Alexis. You're I love your little yes. hanging plant. Oh. <laughs> <Thank you. laughs> I'm. Uh, we've talked about it before in the pod, but I'm like a fake plant lover. I have so many fake plants and I can't keep anything alive. I'm guessing that's a real plant. Yeah, I have a whole, there's actually a whole wall here that what? you can't see, but they're like, yeah, it's it's a lot. My husband's starting to get at his cap. <laughs> <laughs> that happens. Yeah. Oh, I love it. I start it. getting looks now when I bring pots home. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> yeah. You can always like, you know, like hide, come in the back door and just add. Maybe he won't notice. Maybe. Yeah, I started making them smaller in size yeah. so that, you know, can't be yeah. too mad. Cause <laughs> yeah. yeah. Good plan. That's like my husband with my fake plants. He's like, Meg, can we, we don't even have one real plant in our house. They're yeah. all fake. <laughs> One day, one day I aspire. <laughs> you got to start small with one of those ones that you just can't kill. <laughs> yes, I have a couple of those. Oh, yep. I, I I will find a way. <laughs> yeah. Me too, for sure. Mark keeps the one live plant in the house alive, despite the cats who like to chew on it. <laughs> yeah, they do that. I've gotten better. I'm not I'm not great at live plants, but I do actually have quite a collection now. And I it feels like it's like a major marker of adulthood. Like I'm super proud of it. I'm like nothing else is going right right now, but I have kept a couple house plants alive. So like can't be can't be too bad, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely. Mhm. Should start a new podcast. Plant and tell. Plant and tell. <laughs> well, oh my guys, gosh. I, I killed that- another one. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Yay, plants. Um, mm-hmm. 
Well, should we go ahead and hop into our main discussion segment? You guys ready? Yeah, yeah let's, let's do, do it. it. All right. Um, well, we have discussed hand sewing on the podcast before in a number of scenarios. And I'll have to say that um, the reviews have been a little mixed. We, you know, we, we, we have our various and differing opinions and feelings about hand sewing. Um, it's definitely a personal thing. But if there's anyone who can probably change our minds, uh-huh. it's Alexis. Um, and Alexis, we actually, I wish that we had planned it or I had planned it because it, it was amazing. But we talked about you on our last episode of the podcast. We were talking about travel sewing. Uh-huh. And I remembered from the article that you did for Sew News kind of on how you started your uh, fiber and cloth studios company is that it was kind of inspired by a travel scenario. Um, so I thought maybe you could share that story here and um, a little bit more, a little bit about yourself as well, including fiber and cloth. Oh, well, thank you for talking about me, first of all. Yeah. Nice <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, me and my husband pre-pandemic um, in 2019, like right before the pandemic, we went, mm-hmm. which is probably a, a good thing as I look back on it in hindsight. Um, uh-huh. But we went to Europe. We went to four different countries um, over Europe. And <sighs> you know how you can, you know, you you want something to do in those down moments because it was like a three week trip. So, uh-huh. you know, I mean, while it was fun. Like, and I guess this yeah. is like a first world problem, but you know, we got a little bored on, on occasion. Yeah. So you're just sitting and you want something to do, which if I was at home, then I would be using my sewing machine, but you can't, you know, lug a, so we backpacked. So that wasn't mm-hmm. going to happen. Oh yeah. So yeah, that wasn't going to happen. So I remember sitting, we were in this Airbnb in Portugal and I was like, so bored. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, I really wish I could have brought something to sew with or in some some sort of craft thing to bring with me I didn't even think about hand sewing at the time I was like I just wish I could have brought my sewing machine or something to to sew with and so um because I couldn't do anything hobby related then I was just buying stuff to be there on my doorstep when I got back to America (laughs) so uh, like like I literally came back and you know how they give those when they can't fit into the container in the mailbox, they give yeah. like a tub. There was like a tub of packages waiting for me and it was like 12 of them. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, one of the ones, one of the things that I ordered while we were gone was, uh, and this was so dumb because like I ordered it because I wanted it with me, but it wasn't going to be with me when it came to the front door of my house in America. So it was mm-hmm. kind of foolish, but I ordered a wool in the gang knitting kit. Yep. And um, yeah, I, I thought it was really cool. The concept was cool. But again, I mean, it couldn't be with me in Europe. I, I just liked the idea. And so I was like, I would love to see how this goes, you know, maybe for another trip or something. Um, I had some experience in knitting, but, uh, you know, I wanted to try making an actual garment. So I ordered a kit. And so when we got back to when we got back to America and we got back home, then uh, as soon as we got to the house, like I like like opened it up like a like an animal and <laughs> to see <laughs> everything that was inside of it. Um, and I just thought the concept was so cool. Like they give you all of the yarn you need. They give you a little a little paper pattern. Um, they give you the needles. I didn't order needles because I had them already, but they give you needles if you request them. And you just take everything out of the bag and you just start knitting. And I was like, this would be so cool to do 
with sewing. So from there on, I now the concept of that was really cool, but it's a lot more difficult to sew a garment by hand than to knit, of course. Oh, and yeah. mm-hmm. a lot of people do it more historically. So yeah. I was like all on YouTube. And the only person that was really doing it like in a popular stance was Bernadette Banner. So I was like looking over and over again at all of her YouTube videos to see what she was doing. If she was doing it, of course, more on a historical basis, but you know, the concept still applied. I was like, you know, this could totally be put towards modern garment sewing. And so I just started practicing. I made um, a shirt. I made a strata top. That was my first hand-sewn garment, and it went really good. And then I decided to make a pair of free-range slacks by Sohouse 7, and it went really good, too. And then I made another pair, and then I just got addicted to doing it because I didn't have to sew with the machine. I could sew while watching TV mm-hmm. and and wow. sitting. And we went on some road trips, and I got to take the projects with me. So um, it was just really cool to just be able to pack up and pick up whenever, and I didn't have to – I didn't feel rushed. It was just at my own pace. It wasn't as like perfectionist because they're not pretty. Like the stitches aren't like, you know, they they uh-huh. are pretty in their own way, but they're not neat and, and concise. Yeah. Like they're going to look a little different because they're not uh-huh. made on a machine. So, you know, I, it was just getting out of the perfectionist state and having something in my hand that was like completely hand sewn, completely handmade, like organic, like uh-huh. to me. And it was just an amazing experience. And Within like six months, I like just started ordering supplies, and just started an Etsy shop and like selling these random like I, I had worked with um, a, a linen company before. So I was ordering linen and and I asked some of the designers um, if I could use their patterns to uh, make these kits from. And they were like, yeah, I mean, I knew them. So they were like, yeah, OK, I mean whatever this is kind of weird but sure like <laughs> <laughs> i mean if you want to sew pants by hand by all means. pretty much that was the response they were like you know i mean i don't really you know it sounds cool like yeah but you just let me know how it goes and sure whatever yeah you pattern. good luck with that <laughs> yeah pretty much and so you know it took off um like i within like the first uh like at, we opened i opened in september under a different name it was called thimble and snip at the time but um mm. In September, I sold like 150, wow. and it was wow. I I didn't think I would sell that much. So, and I hand cut like all the fabric and wow. everything, and I was wow. like dead, like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like physically. I I don't think I estimated how much work and and how many orders I would get. I was like, yeah. oh, it's an Etsy shop, it's like five, six. It was like. I sold 150 within like two or three months. Wow. And, and then I took a very long break <laughs> and evaluated <laughs> if I wanted to continue this business <laughs> moving forward. But I saw a lot of people, you know, who had small businesses, they were focusing on slow batch items. And yeah. so I realized that that's what I would have to do if I wanted to be sustainable for my own life. <laughs> I would have to yeah. be slow batch. So I rebranded. And then I was also selling sewing patterns at the time. And so I rebranded and now there's fiber and cloth studio. (laughs) That's so awesome. Yeah, it is. Thank you. (laughs) I love that story. Um, let's, let's get into some hand sewing specifics. And I think, um, Meg and Kate, 
I wanted to take a moment and just refresh where where do you both stand on hand sewing? I'm I'm kind of like I can see the pros, like the idea of being able to pick up something and go and move more slowly and more intentionally and I've I've done some hand stitching on like mini quilts before and I love that the stitches aren't perfect, that they are like made by human hands. And they're like, there's beauty in that, I think. Um, but, but I think, yeah, so I'd be, I'd be up for, for an experiment with, with garments, but that, that had not, that wasn't, um, that wasn't on my list of things to do, but I, I can be convinced. I'm open to it. <laughs> well, I've never sewn anything entirely by hand before. Yeah that I'm aware of. But um, as I'm sure I've mentioned a hundred times, I used to work in the theater um, and we, a lot of our like hems, we'd make these gowns and then we'd have these hems and we wouldn't want the hems to look machine stitched because machine stitched hems are really obvious. So I'd sit there and I'd sew, you know, hems that probably came out to two or three yards in circumference um, by hand. And so for me, it's, it's so, it's, it's so much a part of my, my learning and what, what I've been doing for so many years. It's just, mm-hmm. it's, it's just a part of the thing. And, and I've also mentioned before that I will often choose to hand sew certain things, um, instead of stitching in the ditch because I never get everything lined up correctly. And so instead I'll just, hand sew it all neatly. Um, Amanda, if you look at the pair of pants I uh, got to you the other day, you'll notice that there's a lot of hand stitching on them, actually. Nice. Um, so, yeah. So I I have never done a full garment, but I am intrigued by the idea, and I'm thinking it sounds pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Like being um, more project-based, like I like to finish I like a quick project. I could see the, the appeal of hand stitching like everything as opposed to I like hate hand stitching I will do everything in my power not to do any hand stitching on a garment like I will sew the buttons by the machine I will yeah so my facing's down by stitching in the ditch I will do anything just to not (laughs) pick up a hand needle but I could like I'm starting to think like yeah maybe doing the non-boring stuff like sewing a cool detail by hand instead of just like oh I just want to wear the garment I don't want to like hand tap the facings of the hem I could see Mm -hmm. how that could be meditative because ever since last so we uh recorded the last episode what two weeks ago Mm -hmm. and that night I started we're talking a lot about you know sewing on the go I I I had this like cross stitch kit and I've been cross stitching every day and I'm like is this hand sewing? It's kind of like hand sewing. It is hand sewing, yeah. And it's yeah. 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 And I, I I put on my audiobook and I cross stitch. Like um I've been doing it every night. I in bed and instead of like, you know, watching like the fifth episode of Real Housewives, <laughs> I put on an audiobook and I sit in bed and I cross stitch. And so maybe I, I'm I'm coming around. I'm just yeah, but I do oh, I don't think I could give up the hand sewing a button on my machine does it so nice. And <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Well, and I, I don't know if I've, I'm sure I've mentioned it before. I've been cross-stitching since I was like 10. And so, mm-hmm. you know, for me that it's very meditative and yeah, um, 
Yeah. And, and it's, and it's part of that whole, like, you know, just the motion of sewing by hand is something that is so ingrained in me. It, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, Question for you, Alexis. Are the construction steps different for hand sewing garments, like different Mm -hmm. order of operations, different techniques? Um, no, not really. I mean, it's, it's all sewing. So Mm -hmm. like, if that makes sense, I I think it does. It's all sewing. So, I mean, you're still sewing it. The construction is, is the same. What I will say is that like, for instance, a pair of pants, like I know a lot of some of my customers say they enjoy anything that has like just a long basic seam, which is why the patterns I choose are super, super basic. So like Mm -hmm. a pair of pants, um, has two long seams and then the crotch and then the waistband, of course you fold it over. Like you can do the order any way you want to, of course, but I usually like to get the biggest longest, most difficult thing out of the way that can vary depending on the person and depending on what stitches you use. So, I mean, somebody may want to get the longest thing out of the way. That would be the two side seams because it's longer. But Mm -hmm. if you're trying to use like a more sturdy stitch or you want to make sure your crotch is like, you know, in line or you're, you know, kind of like that, then you may want to do the crotch first before you do the side seams. But for the most part, it's the same. Mm-hmm. Um, what about, uh, fabric edge finishes and like seam was, allowance finishes? Yeah, I was just thinking that too, Amanda. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when it comes to finishing, it's kind of the same as well. It just depends on what your preference is. I like mm-hmm. a neat finish on the inside because mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. just, you know, where I come from in machine sewing. I don't like anything to look like homemade, even if yeah. it is mm-hmm. hand sewn, I want it to look as neat as possible. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's the the classic backstitch, which if you do embroidery, the backstitch is the same as embroidery as it is in hand stitching, but it's, it looks just like a machine stitch only underneath it, like on the back of the, the back to back stitches, it looks kind of overlapping. So mm-hmm. you can't just make a backstitch just that it's going to look a little different on like the bobbin side. So you can do that like a machine stitch and then you can do an overcast stitch and that's like your serger kind yeah. of thing. Mm-hmm. But the overcast stitching, if you don't do it like really slow and even and, and patiently, then it can look a little messy. So I prefer to do a French seam, which I think a mm. lot of people in hand sewing are oh. familiar with. Yeah, a French seam looks yeah. just as pretty as, yeah. as it does. It actually, to me, looks a little prettier yeah. Um, yeah. In, in hand sewing. Like, it looks nice, of course, machine sewing, but I think it looks really intentional and detailed mm. when it's hand sewn because it, it's, just, it's just very neat and it encases the seams. Also, since it's hand sewn, it's not... It's sturdy, but it's only as sturdy as your hands are going to make it. So mm-hmm. as in, as as encased and sturdy as you can make your seams possible is the best you want to do. So when you wash it, it doesn't come apart. Mm-hmm. And a French seam is like the best for that. So mm-hmm. I right, recommend Because it's that two rows of stitching. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yep. Yeah. It's two rows of yep. stitching and, you know, one's encased. So it's perfect. Yeah. That is actually another question. Um, are there any special care considerations, laundering, anything like that, that you recommend for hand-sewn garments? 
I am like my my mind, like if I could, I would like homestead and like have a big giant <laughs> yeah. basin in the back <laughs> where like, you know, like older women like wash their clothes and like the little rack thing and and then line dry. Like I always recommend hand washing anything handmade, just period. Mm-hmm. I put now I don't have time for that all the time. So like anything machine sewn, I just put on delicate. But anything hand sewn, I put straight into the, I hand wash it all the time. I don't, oh. yeah, I don't usually, I mean, unless I know the, 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 you know, the stitches are, are going to hold and I know I've done a whole bunch of French seams on it or something and it'll hold up, then I, I might put it in the washer. If I do, I'll put it on delicate and then I'll usually let it air dry or I'll put it on low heat in the dryer. But for the most part, I hand wash most of my hand sewn clothes just to make them, I just, feel that hand sewing, I mean, hand washing makes it last longer anyway. So mm-hmm. that's how I kind of wash most of my clothes. But yeah. I love that motto. Machine sewn, machine washed. Hand sewn, mm-hmm. hand washed. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> It'll make it I last like, longer. Yeah. Yeah. I like that too because it's just, it's a little bit more intentional all the way around. Yeah. Like the hope from both sides of like creating the garment and then caring for the garment. Um, I really like the idea of that. I think putting it into practical motion every day might be tricky, like you said. Um, but I, I love the idea of that. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, I try to make my business sustainable and, mm-hmm. and like, you know, it's not just, Oh, I'm selling kits. Like, you know, you're not paying just for the kit. Like you're paying for a nice pair of pants that mm-hmm. you're going to make and and keep. And I, my intention is for you to keep them for a long time, not just yeah. to make them and then, oh, they, I grew out of them. I always suggest people size up, you know, just, I want you to keep the garment for a long time so that it lasts a long time. So you're not just, you know, clothes aren't to me just disposable. I want you to mm-hmm. keep it. And that's mm-hmm. the sustainable aspect of it. Mm-hmm. Oh, I definitely need to tell that to my husband when my closet's approaching on his. I'm like, I need to keep everything. <laughs> <laughs> he told my mother-in-law that I evicted him from the closet, so he had to get a bigger dress. <laughs> that is funny. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, it's, yeah. It's it's hard to, yeah, especially with me maids, you just... Um, so much, you just think of the time that you sewed them. And you, yeah. Like, the, the time that you even that you bought the fabric and the sewing and how it's made for you. It's just, yeah, it's all such a good experience. And yeah. Um, Meg, I know you had a number of um, technical questions on the hand sewing side as well. You want to jump in with those? Yeah. I just had some questions. Um, Do you like when sewing clothes by hand, do you, wax your thread or don't wax your thread? I know when some, um, so so it doesn't tangle. I know there's techniques to, you know, wax the thread. Is there any tips on that or? It's Mine always gets all knotted. Yeah. Yeah. It depends. I I use cotton thread mostly. Um, I find cotton thread tangles more, um, personally. Mm -hmm. I mean, it all tangles, but I feel cotton thread and any, any natural fiber thread is Mm -hmm. going to need more waxing than a synthetic yep. thread because it'll okay. hold up more. And that's that's kind of a, and I try to approach this mo- in a modern type situation, but I know a lot of um, historical and costume, you know, makers, you know, it, it, it does, that's kind of a thing that rolls over. When it's more natural fiber, like linen and cotton, you want to wax it more. 
versus polyester, you know, I mean, it, it just to keep it straight, like I do put, you can wax it like once, but it'll kind of build up more on polyester mm-hmm. thread mm-hmm. and then it'll make it difficult to pull the yeah. thread through because it'll mm-hmm. build up as it's pulling through. Yeah. So, I mean, if you can, you're, you're not supposed to make the thread long anyway, when you're sewing, you yeah. want it to go from the tip of your fingers to your elbow. So, oh. um, yeah, <laughs> like, I, I want to change it as little as possible. I know. <laughs> yeah. More you knots for sure. Like, arms length. If you're doubling it, like you can go mm-hmm. arms length, but I usually, and I, I used to work at a, um, a bridal, a bridal shop mm-hmm. and she had told me that. And I, I didn't get why. Cause I was like, doesn't it make more sense to like, have it longer if you're yeah. hand sewing it? But she made me understand, and I actually understood by experience because I did what I wanted to anyway, not listening to her. And it gets tangled because you have so much. And as you're moving, exactly. it, it gets tangled easily. So when you're using a small amount, you're able to sew quicker, like from hmm. that tip to your elbow, then you're able to sew quicker. And yeah, you may have to replace it sooner, but you're doing it so quick because you're not getting it tangled and everywhere, mm-hmm. then it's easier. So if you're using a small amount, then... You shouldn't have a problem just running it through once or twice through some beeswax and then you just keep Mm -hmm. going. Yeah. Someone needs to invent a thread that's like a knitting ball where it's just this endless ball that doesn't, you just keep, (laughs) you just keep taking it. You don't have to keep cutting and rethreading. But yeah, that kind of leads me into my next question. Do you always double or single the thread going through? Like does a double thread make the seam more secure or do you like to sew with a single thread? It depends on what stitch I'm doing. Um, okay. If I know that the seam is going to need to be very strong, then I usually double thread it. Like, um, okay. like when we're when we're doing a French seam, then I usually will double thread it. Um, if I'm doing okay. and what's it called a flat felt sorry flat felt seam, mm-hmm. um, which is also the same in, in machine sewing where you you know cut one side of the seam allowance, fold it over, and then yeah. uh, whip stitch it in place. Then if I whip stitch that part, I might just use a single thread, but it depends on how sturdy you want the seam. If you want the seam sturdier, then you'll use double thread. But if you use a single thread and you make your stitches smaller, it can be just as strong. Right. So it just depends on your intention with the area and how much manipulation and stretch it's going to get as it goes forward. Huh. And do you top stitch? Hand by hand or do or do the garments you don't do like, t- I just, now I'm just so curious. I have so yeah, many questions. Yeah, I do. It, it's, it's pretty much, I don't call it top stitching. It's oh, back right. stitching yeah, yeah. from the outside. It is top okay. stitching mm-hmm. though. But just to ease the mind of people who don't, you know, it's back stitching from the outside. That way they understand okay. that like, it's, there's no simple way to do it. It's kind of like how, you, when you stick in, when you stitch in the ditch, you kind of have to yeah. feel that that fold underneath to know what Uh you're sewing is the same principle. So like if you're top stitching, then you just need to feel the edge underneath and then you back stitch from the outside because again, those, those bobbin stitches kind of overlap and they're not the prettiest. So you don't want those on the outside. You want them on the inside. So to get the straight stitches on the outside, you have to back stitch from the outside to get Mm -hmm. your top stitch look from there. Got it. Got it. Yeah. I can see that being a benefit of hand sewing is like you can really get in there and manipulate the fabric yeah. and feel that yeah. fold yes. and like really like hide your stitches if you want to hide your stitches. 
which, you know, I, I can see that being a benefit over machine stitching. Cause you're, sometimes you're just, you're stitching blind. Um, yeah. so yeah. Yeah. When we were talking about stitching in the dish earlier, like I've never, I've been sewing for a while and I've never gotten stitching in the dish, right? Like I will use yes. like 15 pins on a collar and everything <laughs> and go slow. And I have yeah, an industrial machine. Yeah. yeah, you can still uh, see it. And, and yeah. the industrial machine keeps it flat and keeps it heavy. It doesn't matter. I, I just never get it right. I just prefer to, to slip stitch it in place instead of <laughs> using the machine. Well, and I can stitch in the ditch just fine. It's just that on the back, I never managed to catch all of the fabric. Which so I had to go back and pull it out and reposition the fabric. And then, so every time I stitch in the ditch, it ends up being, you know, these like whole series of like four inch pieces that have been restitched in order to, and it's easier and less annoying for me to do a slip stitch instead. Because I slip stitch real fast. Yeah. Or it's annoying when you like have the whole collar piece of whatever. And then there's like that one tiny little area that you miss. Every time. Oh, yeah. 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 Every time. Every time. Uh I hate it. (laughs) And do do hand sewing needles like doll? Like I go through the principle, like new project, new needle for my machine. Do you like, do you ever find that you need to like swap out a needle? Um, I personally have been using the same needles since I started. Like I, mm. you know, when I got inventory, I took a pack of needles from my inventory and I used them, but I haven't changed now that I think about it. I wonder if that's a thing I should probably ask. <laughs> you know, I mean, they do have needle sharpeners when you get your little tomato oh, right. sewing cushion. Yes. That's what the yeah, strawberry is yeah, for. True. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. And I've got some, I've got some, another type of like needle sharpener, hand needle sharpener that I've never actually used. But my personal philosophy with that is if the needle's still going through the thread in, or needle's still going through the fabric in a way that feels good to you, you don't really yeah. need to. Yeah. It might, yeah. yeah. Might. Mm-hmm. I agree. I, Cause that's, I guess that's why it's never occurred to me. It like, right. it's still sharp and it still pokes me and yeah. draws blood. So that's the test. Don't do that. Don't do Yeah, no, don't do that. But you know, you're going to do that on accident anyway. Yes, exactly. Especially when you're hand sewing. I feel like that's always when I'm do the most damage to myself. But I will also say that's my approach to machine needles as well. I am not a every new project, new needle Mm. kind of girl. Yeah. I'm okay with it. (laughs) Yeah. I usually change my needles when I change the type of fabric, like going between universal and like ballpoint. Mm. And that's about it. And I'll usually be like, well, I've done like six projects with this universal needle. I guess next time I'll grab a new one and I'll toss it. But (laughs) y'all are so good so good um another question for you alexis i'm i think i know the answer but so now are you you're still sewing by machine though sometimes so you you go back and forth is that correct yeah but i have found the longer i hand sew something the more i feel kind of dumb when i go back 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, Wait, how do I put this again? <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. It's like, no. like I look at it and I'm like, what is it? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like I, I feel so foolish. Like it, it's 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 a very it's very much a mindset shift. Um mm-hmm. yeah, going sure. from you know, it's super intentional, but I also don't feel everything has to be that way. You know, sometimes you just mm-hmm. wanna mentally escape and just make something really, uh-huh. you know, quick and have a nice yeah. evening project. And, oh, yeah. and that's been kind of, you know, I've, I've had to start going back to that because I've been, you know, so d- kind of disconnected from making stuff from my wardrobe and I missed like sewing so much. So when I, you know, would go back to projects, then it was kind of like a, like a, I have to relearn everything. Like that's how mm-hmm. it kind of felt. Like, and then my hands would remember and we're like, okay, we've done this before. But Uh the first like 30 minutes was like, okay, how do we make a t-shirt again? (laughs) Like, what's the same thing? (laughs) How do we do this? Oh, do we hand? No, you can't hand sew that part. It's like, it doesn't work that way. So, (laughs) you know, like it it was just a mindset shift, but I do still sew by machine for a lot of projects when I'm just trying to, to chill. I'm getting back into that more and more and more a little bit. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I can see how that it's just a different way of working. And every once in a while, it strikes me that like, I have like a deep long term relationship with machines in my (laughs) sewing space, you know, and it's, it's kind of weird. I mean, it's awesome, because I know them. And like, they're, it's comforting to me. And you know, it is nice to have, uh, to be able to do something kind of quickly and zone out. And, but I don't know. It does. It does strike me every once in a while. Like it is machine. And um, I'm getting to that point in my kind of wardrobe sewing where I have a lot of basics. I have I I don't need more garments Um, like I I really don't need more garments, but I just want (laughs) to sew them anyway. Um, So I can see that like a shift to hand sewing and like doing that more intentionally. It's like, it's really nice because it's a way to continue sewing, but it's a, it's a different way of sewing and kind of interacting with that craft, um, that we all love. So that's really, um, it's really neat to think about. Um, do you, I, I, I wanted to kind of hop in and, and talk about the intentionality aspect of it. And do you think that hand sewing, is is more intentional kind of allows you to connect more with the craft and you're talking to people who like we like to make projects and then think about the next project and then think about the next project you know we're really we that's that's the mode i'm in um for sure most of the time so um yeah how how is it different on the hand sewing side yeah kind of kind of like what you just said um like when i started doing this, my wardrobe was kind of good. And so I was like, Mm -hmm. well, I can take some time and focus on one garment at a time. Now we're like two years, you know, past when I started and, you know, I've gained like, you know, another 15 pounds. So now we need a whole like extra addition to the wardrobe. Same. (laughs) That's kind of the reason like where I'm back to machine sewing too, is because Mm -hmm. like, okay, you know, this wardrobe no longer serves me. I kind of need it to reframe how things are, maybe make them a little, you know, bigger or whatever uh-huh. so that they last longer, you know, X, Y, Z. But as far as the intentionality of it, like, 
yeah, it's, it's completely, it's like you're one with what you're making. And it's not just the, the hand sewing aspect. I mean, it goes down to the, I always say the, the, you know, to choose the right fabric because not every fabric is conducive to hand sewing. Like I hate Mm -hmm. sewing with viscose. It's like the worst Mm. ever. Like no matter yeah, how I can see you that. usually need a smaller needle because the, the fabric is like tighter and it's yeah. just, a, it's just a terrible experience, but, <laughs> but <laughs> it can be done. But I mean, I just, I just hate it. So I usually recommend, you know, natural fibers, um, uh-huh. like linen and cotton and hemp when sewing that alone is like super intentional because, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's just a, a different experience for some, cause some people are so used to sewing with synthetic fabrics, but you know, that's one thing. Um, just the way the way you choose to do it is dependent on you. But I just think the whole experience is just it just puts you in a very mindset, mindful, mindful mentality. Like you're aware of every stitch you're making. You can't go fast. You have to be in completely intentional and one with each stitch that you're doing. The slower you go, the neater your stitches are going to be. And you're not trying to be a perfectionist, but yeah. the straighter they are, the last of the the longer the garment's going to last and the neater the seam is going to be. So every every little tiny stitch and every, you know, like piece of mind that goes into it, it's kind of like when your grandma knits you a sweater, you know, you know mm-hmm. love went into it. Mm-hmm. It's the same principle. It's the the effort and the intention that you're putting into the thing that you're making starts with the fiber and ends with your hands and then you wear it and yeah, you know, it's just a fulfilling experience. And then once you do it too, you've gained experience. And so you're able to take that into other things. Like it's not Mm -hmm. the same once you've hand sewn a garment, like you don't just go back and you're just like, Oh, I can just make everything fast. Once you do it once and you've hand sewn a whole garment, your entire mentality changes about how Mm. you approach everything you sew, at least in my opinion. And that's what I've heard from, from customers and everything, but it, it just changes the way you look at your making practice. Does it feel different to wear like a hand-sewn garment? Um, no, it, no. it doesn't. Not to me. No. I mean, when you do those, you know, nice finishes on the inside, it feels nice on the inside yeah. to wear because mm-hmm. it's smooth. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't have to deal with, I feel like serger stitches, sometimes they can be a little itchy. Definitely. And, yeah. yeah. But when you have it's it's self finished on the inside, um, uh-huh. especially if you're doing a flat felt seam, it's completely flat. It's just it almost feels luxurious. Um, but if if you're thinking about it that way, if you just put on the shirt and you're just like, I finished the shirt, then you may not think about it that way. But, <laughs> but to me, I mean, you know, just because I'm so extra, then yeah, I think it's a little different. <laughs> I feel like I would be even more. You know, I'm already like. Thanks, I made it. I feel like I would be even more. Apt oh, I to be know. Like, I would Thanks, say I made it by hand. By hand. hand. <laughs> yes, I did. Like I might need like a sticker or like a button. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Uh, I have a question. When I hand, so my hands get so sweaty. Is I there was any, thinking about that? There, is there any tips? Like I can. I need to take a break and like literally like wipe my hands. I've heard like sometimes gloves like. Um, rubber gloves can help. So, is you have any tips on that? <laughs> I've never experienced that, but I know some people use chalk. Um, oh, and, okay. Yeah, I don't know what kind of chalk they use. I've I've seen it once or twice before. It's like a light hand chalk. 
Um, oh, I'm interesting. Not, don't quote me on this, but I mean, I guess you could use like the kind of chalk you use when rock climbing. But yeah, I'm not, yeah, like, it's like the same. That, but mm-hmm. it's probably similar in uh, mm-hmm. yeah. in the way it is. Um, but other than that, I've I've never really experienced that. I mean, actually, that's not true. I mean, I guess I have. I just never internalized it to be like my hands are sweaty. I just kept going. But mm-hmm. <laughs> but but yeah, I mean, I, I guess a chalk would help too. Um, you could always. I personally, now this doesn't really help. I guess with sweat. I guess it just depends. My hands get chapped really bad, mm-hmm. so I use I use a salve a lot. Um, I don't know if that helps with sweat, of course it probably wouldn't. I don't know, but I know chalk for sweat. And if your hands get chapped really bad, you can use a, a hand salve or shea butter to help them out when you're sewing. Uh-huh. To be fair, I feel like I'm usually like trying to go fast whenever I'm hand sewing. I know, like I want to be too. done yes. as quick as possible. Yeah. So if you, maybe if we had like a different yeah. mentality, yeah. you know, and a different pace in mind. Yeah. But, I've never but had I that problem. So oh, yeah. I, yeah, I just, huh. they're just so anxious that, you know, I mean, when you get to the end of a, of a two yard <sighs> circumference skirt, you want to be done with it, but I don't yeah. remember getting yeah. sweaty about it. We, we just have no chill. <laughs> yeah. I have no chill. Oh, I have all the chill. Yeah. I just made a face <laughs> because I don't have any chill. You guys. You do, you do. See, this oh. would be the perfect project for your cruises, Kate. Don't you think? Oh, yes. Except on the yes. cruises, I'm usually napping. <laughs> See, even more chance so when you're napping. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. I could see this so fun if you, yeah, if you're doing this, um, this trip and you get fabric, like if you, t- yeah, you know, take a trip to Italy and buy this beautiful fabric and then you kind of make something like while you're there and you come home with it, like you actually made it there with fabric mm-hmm. you got there. That could be so cool. I could so see me doing this. Definitely like traveling 100%. Mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. I, I do like to while I'm in transportation or while waiting, I could so see myself doing this. And then you'd have, and then you don't have to pack. So you have extra space. You don't have to pack going there. You are just like, Oh, I'll make it there. (laughs) 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 Oh, I love this. I'm like so intrigued now. Mm -hmm. I always, this podcast always seems to surprise me. All these conversations that we have, like my changing, just my, perception on you know things and hand sewing i'm very intrigued yeah mm-hmm. i'm uh, i'm thinking about a book i have on the shelf which is about historical hand sewing um or oh, his- sewing historical garments in by hand and i want to pull it out and like find something in it that i can sew and i'm also thinking maybe the antero tank is a better place to start <laughs> because oh, it's yeah. very hand sewable mm-hmm. yeah yeah like that simple shell it's like nice straight uh, seams exactly. and yeah, mm-hmm. you do yeah. the facing. The simplest yeah. of silhouettes are like the perfect ones to hand sew. Definitely, mm-hmm. there's a um, mm-hmm. Lu- Louisa Owen Sonstrom also does a modern hand sewing, and she she I don't do this because I don't have the m- mental bandwidth, but she knows how to, um, and she teaches how to hand sew with uh, stretch fabrics. 
um, oh, a lot I was of gonna ask yeah. about I know, hand me sewing too. stretch fabrics. That's yeah, so I don't, cool. I don't hand sew with stretch fabric. <laughs> you know, it, I mean, she, she does it in a way to where you can use like simple straight stitches to do it. I just haven't, you know, been invested enough to actually mm-hmm. learn how, um, I know too, Alabama Channon kind of teaches yeah. how to use like a catch stitch to do the, the stretch stitches, which is another option you can do as well. But Louisa kind of teaches how to use like, you know, a combination of a back stitch and a running stitch to kind of make the stretch even and, and it works with it. But she does classes on like um, hand sewing leggings, hand sewing underwear, like all like cool. and, and they the finishes like it doesn't look hand sewn at all like the way she does mm-hmm. the self finishes they look like you could possibly buy them from a store the wow. way she does it because too when when you're hand sewing with knits you don't have to worry about finishing the edges yes. because it it doesn't need to be finished so that's also you know a a way that you can you know have something simple as a pair of leggings or underwear mm-hmm. kind of easy to get started with too I don't think I would trust a squat if I hand sewed my leggings. <laughs> <laughs> There's that. There's that. I mean, I was thinking too, like stable knits, you know, I, f- I feel like you could treat those pretty similar to a woven, you know, if you were working with like a ponte or, you know, or like a sweatshirt fabric that doesn't actually need to stretch a whole lot. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so many applications. That's really cool. Yeah. yeah. Wow. All right. Well, any other questions, y'all? I feel like I'm I'm intrigued. I have a I have just one one small little thought. Like when I'm picturing actually doing this, I have uh drawn my seams on my fabric so that I can sew right on the lines. Is that a thing that you do or do you just eyeball it? Yeah, I do use chalk. Um and mm. I do like I, I always I mean I know like I have a, a hand sewing supplies bundle and it has a seam gauge. It's a pretty sturdy seam gauge. But oh yeah. It yeah you can. I recommend using a seam gauge because it has that little dial thing that you can move. Yeah. And so it it acts as a guide. So um you can do that and then you can just use chalk to draw the seam. I don't because I've I've been personally doing it so long that I can just sure. eye it and right. I just know what mm-hmm. half an inch or three quarters of it, all of that. I just know what it looks like, but I right. recommend if you're new to it that you mm-hmm. either like pin along mm-hmm. the line, like yeah. not perpendicular, yeah. but along the line. And then you can take them out as you sew or use chalk and, and draw the seam allowance in place also is, is super helpful. Uh-huh. Thanks. That's all I wanted to know. Yeah. And I have one <laughs> last thing. Do your, do your kits that you sell like have, um, a hand stitching kind of like kind of guide for begin. I'm just like thinking, I don't even know how to backstitch by hand and like all that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> it's so like, I, I just actually, don't go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Um, I actually have a hand stitch guide and it comes oh. like, I sell it separately. It's an ebook okay. and it has eight. Yes. Eight. No, it has seven. I need to add that. There's a new stitch now that I need to add to it. Ooh, but, um, a new it has, stitch. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not really new. It's I mean, all these stitches are you yeah. know, super old, yeah. but it's, it's ancient. It's new to the guide. Yeah. It's called yeah. a, a Mantua Maker's hem yeah. that I need to add to it. But um, it has currently seven stitches in it. Oh, cool. And they're all all of the ones we've talked about here, and there's some extra ones in there. And uh, actually, Louisa actually designed, um, she made all the illustrations for it for oh, me cool. to help me out. So, yeah, she did a great job. They look great. 
But um, if you don't know how to hand sew and you want to get started, you can just buy the guide. It's an ebook, and you can just practice at home. And then if you want to buy the kit, the guide also comes with the kit as with, well. With the kit. Yeah. And then there's separate instructions on how to um, hand sew whatever garment like that it is. specific garment. That's so cool. Yeah. I, didn't, I need to get that ebook. I'm so yeah. The yeah then you can just is, take any pattern and. Yeah, you can, and that's exactly what I intended yeah, it for because, yeah. you know, I know not everybody can afford to get the kit. And if you can't, mm-hmm. then just get the guide. You can hand sew literally anything just using the guide and applying. And plus, too, mm-hmm. I, I put, you know, some people like to be told what to do. Like they and I try not to do that anymore. I used to do that, like the first couple instructions for like the strata and the tote bag and the wilder mm-hmm. blouse. I did put like what to do in them. I don't do that anymore because there's so many different ways to do yeah. it. And I don't want to be in control of your making practice, which is why mm-hmm. I made the guide. You should make it how you feel like making it. If you feel like this stitch is too difficult, then you should do the simpler one. Just use the guide and, you know, practice and use what works for you and then apply it to your garment. So, yeah, that's what I do now. Oh, I love so that. cool. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I was just, I'm like literally thinking, I'm like, what pattern do I have? Like, oh right yeah. Now? I was like staring to- at things like, oh, yeah. I could probably hand sew that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because now my studio is like in an isolated room. I, we moved from a loft to a house and I was like, I like to cross stitch cause I can go into my sunroom and I don't have to bring a machine. And so if I could make something I can wear, like not just in my little studio box, you know, um, that's I'm yeah it's so cool yeah when you're looking at modern patterns just look for shapes like basic mm-hmm. shapes don't look yeah. for like polygons look for mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah look for a triangle a square a circle like you know and then you can move on to polygons and trapezoids but like you know sticking to like you know a boxy you know yeah. kind of silhouette is easiest to start with and and really there's there's so many patterns out that have a boxy yeah. silhouette. Their, oh, yeah. Their mm-hmm. construction is just, you know, they may have added a pleat. They may have added, you know, whatever. But, you know, sometimes we complicate and we're like, oh, that's too detailed. Well, I mean, you know, the basic construction is just a shape. They just mm-hmm. moved it and draped it. So, you know, you can apply yeah. hand sewing to anything with a s- simple silhouette like that. Well, I never thought that we would all be in agreement that this is something we can see ourselves trying. I know, um, I know. Alexis, you you did magic here today. You did. Um, <laughs> let's uh, let's take a little break, and then we'll come back and talk about our Sojo and our So and Tell segment. All right, we are back, and it is time for our Sojo segment. This is the segment where we talk about what's giving us our sewing mojo at the moment. So I'm not going to put Alexis um, on blast right away. So um, Amanda, <laughs> why don't you start us off? <laughs> um, well, I have been Meg and I have been talking. We just we recorded a mini episode about what we are planning to take to this occasion and specifically talking about pajamas. Um, But I think that has just got my wheels turning and now I am like feeling the pressure and it's kind of silly, but kind of fun to think about like making a little capsule for socation, which is to say, I'm thinking about what I'm going to (laughs) wear in April. (laughs) 
So there's that, but I mean, it's fun because I don't, I don't have a huge list of like two makes right now. So I think there's, there's some time and some room for some fun things that I can strut around and boulder in. So very inspired by it. Uh Uh-huh. Cool. All right, Alexis, are you ready? No. You don't have to do it. You don't do it if you don't want to. What's the question? (laughs) What what's giving you your sewing mojo? What's inspiring you at the moment? Um, zero waste patterns. Mm. Oh yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's been some really good ones that have been out, so I'm trying to yeah, just streamline like a, a specific um way my wardrobe looks. So it means that I have to choose my, I'm also like lowering my stash. Like I'm not adding to my stash. Mm -hmm. So I have to Uh be completely specific. So that means that, you know, when I go in, I have to choose something. Right. So knowing, knowing that like, I've just been choosing um, zero waist patterns that are very loose and drapey that I can wear Mm -hmm. either to the market or around my house. Yeah. So like, house dresses (laughs) i love that category oh yeah yeah anything oversized right now is like totally in my category which a lot of zero waste are but in a Mm -hmm. in a good way in my opinion so that's kind of Mm -hmm. been motivating me (laughs) yeah it feels like that would be a good like those silhouettes would be a good fit with hand sewing yeah yes they are yeah yeah they are yeah Mm -hmm. that's like sustainability like squared yeah yeah bonus points some of them take (laughs) buttons too and then you can learn how to hand sew a button which even i don't do well so we're not even that scares me (laughs) if i hand sew a garment and there's a button i'll just take it to my machine (laughs) yeah (laughs) it's not like i mean no the first uh, uh, theater costumes take a lot of uh take a lot of abuse so i'm very good at sewing on buttons very firmly oh i bet yeah yeah Yeah, we had an episode on zero waste sewing and i immediately bought the uh the chris woods uh, envelope dress pattern and i've made it twice now and i one is my house dress it's like it goes maxi to the floor it's just it's so simple and i was thinking when we were uh we were talking like that would be a perfect hand sewing one it's just like two seams and you know one down the front so that's Mm -hmm. a fabulous um fabulous pattern Mm -hmm. i love that one too because you i mean all the most of the zero waste like you can wear it house dress or you can just put a belt on it and then you can go look cute somewhere but i'm not trying (laughs) to do that right now so yeah (laughs) (laughs) all right uh meg how about you what's giving you your sojo well, I'm trying to just work through all of the garments that I've cut out. I just have a pile. I have this little cart and I've had this blouse cut out that I actually moved with like three months ago. <laughs> I moved with a pattern already cut out in fabric and I'm working on that. I had two Sam aprons cut out and I sewed them both last night and I have a Berta jumpsuit cut out. I cut it out like mm. two weeks ago. So I'm just trying to work through things that I've already cut out. And I also, but then I also cut out a Marlowe sweater two days ago. So I'm just adding to my list. I guess. <laughs> I'm just trying to make it through my cart, my project cart. Oh. <laughs> well, How I, you, want, Kate? I want to tell a little story if you don't mind. Not so at all. I was, uh, so I've been working on a pair of overalls that's actually for creative machine embroidery the fall issue. This is how far forward we work. 
And so I was working on it. I cut out my overalls, which were the um, Greer jumpsuit by Hey June Handmade. Uh And um, so I had them cut out. I sewed my uh, outseam. I embroidered all of these pretty designs over my outseam. And then I uh, finished up my leg, put the two legs together, sewed them up and looked at them. And the embroidery was all on the inseam. And I was horrified because there's no way to pull this embroidery out. And I emailed Amanda. That's heartbreaking. Amanda, this happened to me. Can you wait a couple weeks so I can order more fabric? And she's like, yeah, sure, it's fine. So I order more fabric and it comes in. And the first thing I do is I go to rip out the stitches on the crotch so that I can, you know, kind of open up the leg and, and double check and make sure I've got everything right and recreate it. And once I get it all um, ripped out, I take a look at it. And I'm like, this looks right, though. So I look at it a little bit more and I poke at it a little bit more. And what I discover is that because the um, sides of that particular pattern are curved, um, they look very much like a crotch seam. And I had actually stitched the side um, this, the hip, basically where the hips are on the overalls together instead of the actual crotch seam, because they're the oh, same wow. shape. They're just one's deeper than the other, but it was great because then all I had to do was sew the correct crotch seam and the overalls were right. And I didn't have to remake what? an embroider everything. I know. That's amazing. I know. So I'm telling this story mostly because I want people to know that, uh, even professionals who've been doing this for 20 years make really stupid mistakes sometimes. <laughs> and uh, yes. Yeah. And uh, I think that that is, um, I don't know. It's hilarious. I think it's hilarious. Um, but the overalls look really good. And I've got two extra yards that I had to buy and had delivered before I figured out the problem of this lovely linen. So I need to figure out something to do with that. And I'm thinking... I might look at that envelope dress and possibly hand sew it because <gasps> ooh, do it. I was, do I was it, thinking this it. before we went into this whole thing. And then you guys are like, wow, the very pattern I was thinking about. And yeah, it was meant to be, <laughs> it was meant to be. I don't know if I've got enough yardage. It might have to be more of a top than a dress, but uh, mm. we'll see. That is amazing. I am having a hard time visualizing how that happened. I, it is, how it is absolutely crazy, but yeah, yeah, the, the, these particular overalls, you know, they're, they're basically from the ankle up to the top of the bib is a single piece. You know, there's a two fronts, two backs mm-hmm. and the, and the side, the side area, um, by the bib, it curves and it just curves exactly like a crotch. And I just okay. matched yep. up the wrong pair of curved seams. I am so happy for you. Me too. That you don't have I was to stitch. really not excited about that. <laughs> Doing something again like that can oh be a total. Oh my god! Bug. And the first one looks oh. great, so it was just like, but it looks so beautiful. <laughs> so that would be really funny to have some overalls with like the end seams. I would be like, I'm seeing what you mean. I'm looking at it. I yeah, see what yeah. you mean. Yeah, it does kind of look like it could be a crotch scene yeah yeah when it's when it's in the the pattern piece it absolutely does it's it's really the only major difference is the depth Mm -hmm. Uh 
I so, would just change the narrative. Be like, you always see him on the. What about the in seam? Like, what's <laughs> it was inten- it was deliberate. <laughs> yeah, totally on purpose. I mean, I do that all the time. So. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so fun. Um, Alexis, thank you so much yes. for joining us today. It has been really inspiring chatting with you, learning more about your business and yeah, just connecting with you. I've been a fan for a long time on Instagram. So it's, it's really lovely to connect with you kind of in person um, and have you on the show. Oh, <laughs> yeah, for sure. All. I appreciate yeah. it. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. This has been, I, yeah, I could talk so long. I just have, so, I'm just, there's so many questions and so intrigued and I'm definitely going to get that ebook. I'm, I'm just, yeah, I'm super intrigued. So many things to, so many things to learn. And I think I do need to just like slow down a bit, you know, like for my closet's sake. Space <laughs> yeah, sake. <right>. Me too. <laughs> Me too. Once you start, you won't stop. Seriously. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a great experience. And the, and I feel like our, when I was doing it, I only knew about Bernadette Banner, but as I've, grown yeah. you know there's, there's so many other yeah hand sewing people that are like in the community now um even if you That's just so cool. get started with mending you know mm-hmm. right you, have, yeah. you, you know you have Katrina Rodebosch she's you know always about mending and everything yes. so you, there's so many places to start that you can right begin with you have so many avenues but that weren't there well at least I didn't know about them when I started mm-hmm. two years ago but yeah right you know side tangent I wonder if that you know, have you, have you had like beginners find you and want to start with hand sewing rather than going the machine sewing route? Cause I feel like I actually have. Yeah. 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 Sorry. Go ahead. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. yeah. I actually have, um, that- some people, I also started this too, cause during the pandemic you couldn't find a sewing machine. It's <laughs> so right. true. Totally. Yeah. Like a sewing machine was like, if you could find one, it was like, you know, just one of the basic ones that only has like 10 stitches on. It was like $300 mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that I paid like, like $60 for when yeah. I first started sewing. Right. So, you know, when, when stuff first started, you couldn't find a sewing machine. And a lot of people were just at home and they wanted to do more hobbies, but didn't have the money for it. And so, mm-hmm. um, you know, some people, like they say, they've never sewn anything before, machine or hand. And then they'll tell me that they hand sewed their first shirt. Um, wow. or, or some people just have never, like, wanted to machine stitch. And they've always mm-hmm. just hand sewed. And now they're trying to learn like I just started this. I don't know if I'm even doing it the right way because I'm approaching historical sewing, hand sewing Mm. in a modern way. So I'm Mm -hmm. kind of just making stuff up. There's, it's never been done before. (laughs) Right. You know, it's only me and like three other people doing it while a Mm -hmm. lot of other people are focusing on historical sewing, but it's something new that they're, you know, trying to involve into their modern making process. And so it is a new thing. And a lot of new people are like, you know, I guess if I'm going to dive into it, I'd rather do it this way because it's easier. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Further proof that we could just talk about sewing with I you know. all day. I know. <laughs> we can't even cut ourselves off. Yeah. I know. <gasps> oh, oh, man. Well, thank you again. So, yes. Thank so you much. so much. So much. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Y'all are great. Okay, that was a super great conversation. It was so much fun talking to Alexis. I loved that. Me too. I know. I never thought I would be just so intrigued and so like, yeah, 
inquisitive on hand sewing. <laughs> just been so like it's like it's it's a good reminder that like sewing is you know it's kind of maybe it's a niche category yeah but within sewing there are so many different perspectives yeah. Yeah. so many ways to approach it so many specialties and like so much to learn yeah I love it I feel like it's, yeah just a mind frame switch yeah hand sewing is just kind of those last steps when you did the gar you know even. Even machine sewing a hem, it's kind of like, oh, like, I just want to, <laughs> so if you just kind of reframe and just, yeah, you know, be, be one with the garment. I, I could totally see myself getting into that uh, lately. Yeah. Cool. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, let's tear ourselves away from this subject and um, <laughs> talk about our sew and tell question for the day. Um I feel like Meg's, um, the answer I was expecting from Meg might have changed on this one. So yeah. I'm going to ask her first. Yeah. Meg, what is the most tedious part of sewing or your least favorite sewing task? Refilling the water on my iron. Oh, oh, yeah. My I forgot about that. Hate <laughs> doing it. It just takes you out of the, I don't know. Like, I don't know. I Like, I do, there's something about even... When I had bigger capacity, I've got, I moved with a new iron and it's just, you know, the little tank and it just goes so quickly. Like, yeah. and then you just have to find the little thingy and you have to go leave the space. And I don't know. I just hate doing that. Yeah. And it's really annoying. I try, I try to remember to fill mine up right when I plug in the iron and turn it so on. Smart. So mm-hmm. that, you know, I don't have to do it in the middle and it doesn't take me out, but um, I don't always remember to do that. Mm-hmm. I make my kids do it. Oh, really? really? Yeah. Oh my gosh, yeah. that's amazing. <laughs> that's I know. so amazing. They're like mildly happy to help. You have, know. Have and... you taught them how to wind bobbins yet? Yeah, oh. no. That's next. <laughs> Get one of those little oh. separate bobbin winders, and yeah. All right, yeah. Amanda, what's your answer? Um. Well, I was thinking kind of bigger picture, and I think it might be, although, like, refilling my iron is so annoying. You're so right. I think for me, it might be cutting out patterns, like cutting out the fabric, because I, and it's not that it's so tedious, but I feel like that's the one thing that keeps me from sewing. Like, if I don't have something cut out, it's really hard for me to get motivated to go down to my sewing room and uh. take everything out and and then cut it out. So like if it would probably be smart if I did that as like a last step from the previous project or um and I've done this before like pick a day to really and to like batch batch yeah. To, yeah, and just get a bunch cut out cuz I just I feel like it's a lot easier to jump into a project if your first step is to like sew something together rather mm-hmm. than to like spend a lot of time prepping it. So that's my answer. Yeah. Mm. You, you kind of stole my answer. My, mine is yeah. like, like, mine is like the, the whole prep, everything before like sewing really starts, you know, from mm-hmm. taping together the patterns and then cutting them out and doing whatever adjustments I need to do to them. Um, and then, and then once you've got all that done, oh, you have to cut something else out because now you have to cut out the fabric. And then I always pre-surge most of my seams. So there's all of that. And then you're exhausted and you don't want to play anymore by the time you get to the actual sewing step, or at least that's what happens to me. So I often actually do it in two different 
in two different steps in two different days. I get everything prepped one day and then the next day it's like, oh boy, now I get to go actually do the sewing. And if I can find something that is entertaining me podcast wise or audiobook wise, something like that, that helps with it too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it takes I love just the a- cutting out process. I like cutting out. Often, sometimes I, if I just don't feel like sewing something, I'll just like look at my fabric and just cut something else up. That's why I have so many things like that pile up. I cut something else out when I already have three things already cut out. I like that. I like that part. So of the, the problem is that you live in Canada, so you don't live near us, so you can't just cut out projects for us to sew. Because then everybody would be happy. Everybody would be happy. I just have to be in the mood, you know? And and I think it's also like when you cut something out, it's like you're starting something new. Right. And sometimes it's hard to do that at the end of the day, which is usually when I do my sewing. So I just need to do it. I should do it on the weekend. I should like put on a podcast, listen to some music and just have a cutting day. That would be Mm -hmm. so smart. Will Mm -hmm. I do it? Probably not. I'll just power through with my current plan. Maybe I will someday. I will someday. say though, as a as a extra bonus, that there is almost nothing as annoying as running out of your bobbin thread like a foot from the end of your hem. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah that's that sucks. Yeah. Yes, rewinding like winding a bobbin, mm-hmm. not the most fun. Also um, interfacing. I don't like it. Okay, now we're just like coming up with a list of things we don't like about sewing. There's so much to love, though. No, there is so much to love. But then, you know, then you have to cut the interfacing and you have to, oh, I hate it when I have to like fuse a lot of interfacing to a lot of pieces. And then you run out of water. And then you run out of water. (laughs) Yeah, like a vicious cycle. Like when I'm doing bags or something. And you're trying to keep track of all the pieces and they all look the same because they're mostly squares. And then you have to figure out which one gets the light interface and which one gets the medium and which one gets the fusible fleece. And yeah, that's when I start getting like tearing at my hair. I feel like this episode is like five hours long. Yeah. (laughs) But honestly, like I could just keep talking. Yeah. And I will keep talking because we have some cool things going on um, this month that you should check out, especially over on So Daily Network Mm -hmm. on YouTube. You can see Meg's aforementioned hot pink flare pants that she will probably be wearing at this occasion in some capacity. Is that right, Meg? I'm wearing them. They're amazing. I tried them on as soon as I was done and they fit perfectly. I just need to crop them a bit, but they were like, the ideal fits. I was so happy. I love them so much. They're amazing. Um, we're also, we're by the time this comes out, we will have launched our sew along there for the Frisco skirt. Yeah. And that's a new thing for us. We usually have the sew along videos on sodaily.com. We're putting them on YouTube um, just so we can get as many people as possible on to join to make that skirt. It is such a cute skirt uh, yeah. designed by Kimberly Payne of Straight Stitch Designs. And I I love it. Um, I wish it was a little bit warmer and I could actually wear mine right now. But as soon as <laughs> spring hits... Like that's going to be my uniform. It's so comfortable and so cute. So definitely um, head over there. We've got a lot going on. So many fun things and inspiring reasons to sew, even though some parts are tedious (laughs) and not as fun. (laughs) Such a fun episode, though, you guys. Super fun. Super inspiring. 
I I yeah. just I continue to be gobsmacked that we come up with so many yeah. good good topics and so many interesting things to talk about. Yes, um, I know. We're so, yeah. Who we're thought so good, like, you a guys. whole episode that we like literally can't stop talking about hand sewing? Like yeah. we should stop. Who's going to cut us off, y'all? Okay, I'm going to cut us off. Bye, everybody. Until next time. Happy stitching. (laughs) For links to everything we talked about in this episode, go to our show notes page at sodaily.com slash sewandtell. If you want to get in touch with us, you can email us at sewandtellpodcast at goldenpeakmedia.com or visit us on Instagram at sewandtellpod. Answer the sew and tell question, tell us your sojo, or just leave us some feedback. If you enjoyed our show, please subscribe on your podcasting platform of choice. And please leave us a review, ideally a good one, because that helps listeners like you find our podcast. And tell your sewing friends about us, too. Thanks for listening, and happy stitching. Sew and Tell is a Sew Daily podcast and produced by Golden Peak Media. It's hosted and produced by Meg Healy, Amanda Carestio, and me, Kate Zeinard. Daisha Clay is our producer. Director of podcasts is Jared Mayer. Tiffany Warble is director of content. Kelsey Ratterman handles our marketing. And Andrea Lotz does all things digital. If you'd like more information on sponsoring or advertising on So and Tell, go to goldenpeakmedia.com. <laughs>